Blog Talk Radio. To get a thousand miles from the Earth, a rocket would need this much power. It would take far more than a human lifetime. But a space station might look something like this. To get a thousand you are now listening Earth, to the Technologist KS3 power. Radio Show. Today's host, Kenneth Saunders III. Great, great Friday evening. This is the Technologist KS3 radio show. I am your host, Kenneth Saunders III. I want to thank everyone for listening into my show. And that, sure, it's been a little while since I've uh, actually broadcast, but that's okay. I've been busy. Just to let you all know, I've been actually working on this fantastic app that uh, is currently still in the development phase and about to go into the testing phase by next week. I'll be able to talk about it then, but it's definitely something that uh, I've been passionate about and been very dedicated to. And everyone will be able to benefit from it. And particularly with things that have been going on, particularly in this country, it comes out at the right time. Uh, so, but if you are listening uh, currently, uh, you can definitely give a call into the show at 347-994-1867. The number here is 347-994-1867. So today's show, I am going to talk about the magical properties of technology. And I plan on, you know, giving you some magical tips that will help you, particularly as you go into the, uh, into the weekend, and that these are the types of things that would actually really help you out uh, with your lives. But before I even get into that, let's talk about what, what's actually going on in the world of technology. Um, let's say, for instance, let's get out of the way uh, real quick particularly with what's happened in the past week. Samsung, for instance, uh, had their Unleashed event last Thursday, and they announced the Galaxy um, Note 5 and the Galaxy S6 Edge Plus. Both phones are 5.7-inch screens. Um, They are the latest using the latest Samsung technology. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at them because they were actually released today, but guess what, folks? If you are currently an iPhone user, I do remember I need to put this on my blog, but my blog at ks3tech.com. Uh, one of the things that if you're an iPhone user, Samsung is trying to sway you away. So they are promoting their Samsung Galaxy products. You can try them out for 30 days for a dollar. And if you don't like it, you return it within a time frame, within the 30 days. If you do like it, then you're going to be charged full amount. But they come pre-activated, and they're really trying to get people to say, hey, you have an iPhone, try our product. And this is clearly, you know, a desperate act for Samsung, uh, simply because of the fact that year over year, their uh, Samsung mobile division have, has lost 35% of their profits, 
they are losing badly to Apple when it comes to the mobile products. As continues to somehow sell more products quarter after quarter, year over year, Samsung is languishing, and they're trying any way possible to try to try to do it. But guess what, folks? Me being technologist cares three. I have no shame. I'll go ahead and sign up. I'm going to try it out. Why not? But, hey, but the only way that you can try it out is through your phone. You can't do it on your computer. You have to have an iPhone. I tried it because the, the promotion actually uh, came out earlier this morning, but somehow none of the phones are available. Go figure. I'm sure there are plenty of people that are going to try them out, and so – and I'm pretty sure that Samsung is going to tout in some sense on how many people try it out. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is pretty much abysmal when you are trying to get people to try a premium product for a dollar for 30 days. Oh, and if you do damage it, it costs you $100. So it's going to be interesting on, on how Samsung really comes from this and see whether or not if the sales can pick up, particularly before next month when you have the new Apple iPhones announced along with the new operating system. By the way, I am using that right now. I've been using iOS 9 since the beginning of June. And I have to say that people are People, 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 y'all are going to be, for you, those that are iOS 9 people, I mean iPhone users, y'all are going to be pleasantly surprised by iOS 9, particularly with the speed, the functionality, the additional functionality. It's absolutely pretty amazing, but I'm going to leave that for a little bit later. Um, the big other thing that has happened, uh, particularly within the past couple of days, is a, a huge security breach at Ashley Madison and Adult Friend Finder. Ashley Madison is uh, a website that if you are currently in a relationship or if you're married and you feel like, hey, I want to sleep with somebody else, Ashley Madison can provide that for you. So there has been at least 18 gigabytes of information that's available on the Internet to where you can go and, well, not you can go, but hey, people can check to see whether or not if their spouses have been signed up on that site and other personal information, not only credit card information, email addresses, phone numbers. When you're talking about gigabytes of information, particularly of text information, photographs, well, I don't know, I don't even think it's actually photographs. I think it's all text. But that's a lot of information that is being uh, released to the public. And I think it's absolutely sad. But hacking, in a sense, this is not hacking, just to let you all know. This is actually really more of a criminal act that, that, that's taking place by actually going into a company, taking their information, and not only that, taking their source code. So that somebody can either get right into and find more holes into that site and change things around or steal information and 
duplicate the site and create something else. But releasing information like that particularly is pretty bad. But here's the thing where I, it's kind of like, uh, do you really feel sorry for, for the company itself? Well, not really, because one of the things that learning about it is that if you did sign up for the site and let's say that you did get caught cheating and you were told you need to delete all your information, in order to get all your information completely removed from Ashley Madison, you had to pay $20 to the company in order for you to do it. But what's found out in the hack is that they got rid of your information, sort of. The information that's still in place can lead right back to you, which is absolutely crazy. So now when you think about when it comes to privacy and, and these dating sites, and there are people out there that really just want to cause harm. And... Again, people who sign up for the site, it's their own it's really their own business. But it's gonna be interesting to follow out what's gonna happen on whether or not if people who are suspicious of their spouse or the significant other will go and check the site to see whether or not if they're being cheated on. But again, these this is information is is, is years. So this people may have signed up even before marriage. But they're going to be implicated in it. And because it's out there, people are going to just automatically assume the worst. But not may not be the case. So my recommendation for the people out there that are going to try to uh, find if their spouses are on there, take it for a grain of salt. Make sure you open up communications. And if you are having problems with your relationship, good luck to you. Pray about it. Mm. No, seriously, really, pray about it. Seek God. Because obviously if something's happened, and a lack of communication, there's no sense of balance that you have. I'm not going to get into that, the spiritual aspect. But either case, that's one of the bad things that, that, that or the, not the bad things, but one of the big things that have happened this week. Now, another thing that is interesting, I'm not sure if you all remember the app Foursquare. Foursquare, I know, I know, it's like, I'm like saying it as if it's a dead app. It's crazy, but it's really not. It's still available. I used to be when Foursquare first came out. I used to be a heavy Foursquare person, where basically Foursquare at the beginning uh, allowed you to be able to check in to places that you went and shared it amongst your friends or on social media. People got tired of seeing where people got were checked in, but the great thing about it is that the more that you check into a place. Eventually, you became the mayor, and when you became mayor of certain places, you get benefits from there, like discounts, free food, something. But what Foursquare did a couple years ago was that they split the app into Foursquare and Swarm. Swarm took the place of the check-in functionality of Foursquare, and Foursquare became as kind of this discovery type app, something like Yelp, but honestly, it was a boring app. It turned into a boring app. Swarm, I even tried to get into it, but it just, the the whole fun aspect of it disappeared. 
So eventually, even though I think Foursquare is currently still on my phone, and I know Swarm is, I just stopped using the app because I don't know any of my other friends that are actually using it on a consistent basis. I really don't. But Swarm, this third version, 3.0, and they added, they're starting to add more of the functionality. Now you have the check-ins, the mayor, the mayor ships, uh, stickers, or basically achievement goals. So they're trying to bring that flavor back in. But unfortunately, I think this is a case where Foursquare killed themselves. And this is, a good, this is an excellent example of when you have an app that is highly successful, extremely popular, and how you can mess it up. Because I, for one, I'm going to check it out, but I doubt that I'll actually be using it in order for me to share my location. Because honestly, I don't really want everybody to know where I am. Now, I'll share some things, particularly with me being Technologist Kids 3. I'll share some things on where I am, particularly if I'm in a technology event or if I'm just out and about. I, I'll put that into my Instagram, Kids 2076, or I'll share it on, uh, on, on Twitter, Kids 3 Tech. And I, I, I really think that when you have an app like that, and it's unfortunate that they're really trying to bring people back, but us app people, we are very finicky. If you tick us off, we'll leave and kind of really never come back. We may try to give you a shot one more time or maybe twice. But if it's like, eh, I don't know, you may not come back. And speaking of, Spotify. Now, full disclosure, I have been a, a Spotify user, or was a Spotify user, until Apple Music came out. And now that I'm using Apple Music, I tend to like Apple Music a lot more than Spotify simply because of how it integrates using Siri and just how it integrates with the rest of my music. So Spotify changed their terms and conditions this week, and they're asking for new permissions, like your location, your contact information, and your photographs. Now, honestly, there's been a big hoopla about it, and, and like, hey, why, why, why do, why does Spotify need all this information? That's an invasion of privacy. In this case, I actually agree. Now, Spotify, I used to have an emotional attachment to. And simply because there just wasn't a better music streaming option out there. But I like the fact that it was very simple. Sharing my music to Facebook was social enough for me. But all I wanted for any access for Spotify to have is that if I'm just downloading music for offline use. But to have access to location and everything else, Spotify, you're doing way too much. And despite, even though I understand that some people may, you know, overblow this and say, hey, I'm canceling my, my subscription, it's like it's overblown, but at the same time, it's not. Because once you give a developer 
or a company access to your personal information, just like with what's happened with Ashley Madison, how are you supposed to trust that company with that, with that type of information? I believe it's way too much. And for people to cancel their subscription, I agree with that. Because one of the things that made Spotify good to me was that it's simple focus on music. I can understand, yes, with your location and stuff like that, that you want to be able to know what's popular in your area and, and you know, more music discovery and being able to use your GPS functionality so while you're running, it knows how fast you're moving so it'll pick the right type of music. But you need to be clear with that and you need to be extremely implicit with it. You just can't go willy-nilly and say, hey, this is, we just want a, a, a blank check on everything that you have on your phone, particular context. Come on now. Come on, Spotify. That's absolutely asinine for you to do. So you've lost a, a particular, I know, some favor with, with some people, and you've lost some favor with me. So other interesting news. Let's talk about the stock market. Right, I know. I mean, stock market, stock talk on, on a technology news, news news show. Really? Well, actually, it's really a big deal because stocks, particularly technology stocks, took a big hit today. And the whole stock market took a big hit. And it's been like that for this past week. It has been the worst week on Wall Street in months, particularly this year. And a lot of it's just fear of the unknown, and particularly when you have investors that don't understand the technology industry also. It's not necessarily about self-correction. It's about everything else also. Price of oil going down. I haven't even checked today to see whether or not if it's below $40. But that's a psychological barrier, particularly for uh, for the commodities market. And But again, $40 will bring price of gas down, which allow people to spend more money, have more discretionary income, so that they can spend their money on other things like technology goods. By the way, one of the things that people don't really have to spend money on, but it's free, is Windows 10. Now, I haven't really talked about Windows 10 except in my last show a month before Windows 10 was set to, to be released. But let me give you all a, some advice that are excited about Windows 10 simply because Microsoft is getting, giving it away for free. I've been using Windows 10 since last year. And you know, hey, I am an Apple person, love Mac. I love the new operating systems coming out with El Capitan. But I really do like Windows 10. I really do. So much so that I've been inspired to go and build another PC. Yes, I do build computers. I do build Windows machines. That's just who I am. I'm a technologist. But here's the thing that about Windows 10 that I advise you on. Don't upgrade. You have a whole year to upgrade to Windows 10. Now, I'm not saying not to download Windows 10 because of bugs, which there are some. I want you to delay on 
downloading Windows 10 because you don't need to be a beta tester right now, which essentially this is what it is. Windows 10 actually was released with not a whole lot of fanfare. Microsoft is known for two things. Oh, okay, maybe three. Windows, Office, Xbox. And I'm speaking to the mainstream regular consumer. Those are the three things that people associate uh, Microsoft with. But now the problem is, is that Windows 10, compared to what I have, what I currently have, Windows 10 is half-baked. There are features that, are, that I have that you do not have access to, not for another two months. Because that's when Windows 10 is really starting to come out. Well, I mean, we'll have the features in there. Then plus also the manufacturers will finally have a chance of upgrading the hardware that will work specifically and specifically designed for Windows 10. So even if you're in a market for a new computer, guess what? If you really want the latest and greatest that is going to work with Windows 10, buy it at that time. Unless you want to be bold and want to save some money when those new machines come out, then you buy the current generation of products that are out now, which most likely will be running Windows 8, and then you have to upgrade to Windows 10. But by that time, you'll have a full-featured Windows 10. But here's the thing about Windows 10, which is interesting, because Microsoft is moving it away from being the full like operating system that has been before and using Windows 10 as a service instead. So that means that you're going to get constant updates to it without having it being this like, okay, next year, Windows 11. It's a constantly evolving operating system that will include features that will enhance hopefully over time. But the problem is right now is that if you download Windows 10 now, you're going to get these huge updates almost on a weekly basis that's just going to interrupt your workflow. So every Monday or Tuesday, you're going to have to see your computer after restart. And that's annoying, and Microsoft really obviously needs to get, or get away with that. They really do. But I really do advise you from actually using it. So here, the, what I've been talking about, these are magical tidbits of news that you need to mull over over the weekend. Now I'm going to share something with you all now because even though I didn't take a commercial break, here's my commercial break. If you're actually interested in the world of travel, for instance, I urge you to go to gosomewhere.paycation.com. That is gosomewhere.paycation.com. And book your travel there. Of course, yes, it is my site. But I want you to be able to save money on travel. There are two elements to it. You have where you can book your trips or you can join a business. You go on there, click on opportunity, join a business with vacation, and get paid to travel. That's what I do, and I urge you to do the same thing. Now, back to what I was talking about. One of the things that is magical about technology is when you experience something brand new, something that is really innovative, and something that you know will change everything. So last week I went to an event, and it was hosted by 
Digital to Good Times over at General Assembly, which is off of Midtown, uh, out in Midtown off of Ponce Leon at the old uh, City Hall East building. Uh, but it's basically by the Pot City Market. And General Assembly is a great place. I got to give them a shout out. If you want to learn something new about technology, web design, UX design, that is a good place to go. Uh, there are people that I know that have been taking courses there, and they have excelled wonderfully there. They had an event where uh, there's another company that is in town located in Smyrna called Atlanta VR, VR standing for virtual reality. And they were showing off the Oculus Rift uh, development kit. Now, Oculus Rift, if you don't know, is a company that was started by a 19-year-old, and all they did was uh, started with an idea, put it on Kickstarter, and raised like a million dollars or was it five million dollars in a short period of time. John Carmack, who used to be the founder, who was the founder of ID Software. From the, uh, he created Doom, Wolfenstein 3D, basically first-person uh, shooters. What he did, they merged together, created a company, Oculus Rift, and it's a virtual reality headset. They've been working on it for years until it caught the eye of Mark Zuckerberg, and he decided to buy them for like $2.6 billion. Oculus Rift, it is a virtual reality company. Atlanta VR is using Oculus Rift to create VR solutions for companies and then also for individuals, particularly when the product actually comes out. Oculus Rift is, designed, is, is, is set to come out for consumers next year, hopefully at the beginning of next year. But it was a great event. They had a forum uh, where they talked about virtual reality, and now I'm here to talk to you about virtual reality. Um, if you look at my slideshows, yeah, there's a picture of me actually at Best Buy uh, with the Gear, Samsung Gear VR. If you have a Note 4, Note uh, Galaxy S6, S Edge, and that's it right now. Uh, I'm sure they're going to come out with a new version for the new phones. But you can, if you have one of those products, you can buy a virtual reality headset so that you can experience virtual reality. Now, for me, trying it out um, last week, uh, it was a very interesting experience because one of the things with virtual reality, oh, and the big thing, a couple of weeks ago in Time Magazine, the, the actual founder of Oculus Rift was on the cover of it. So they're really trying to push this virtual reality thing, make it really mainstream. And I think it's awesome because when you experience virtual reality, it is literally, I would say, tricking your mind into thinking that you are in that world. When you're moving your head, the whole screen moves just as if you're looking right now through your own eyes. When you're looking through the, the headset, your range is infinite, just like how it is in, in real life. So they had this game where they created in the uh, uh, using the development kit Unity. Very simplistic, but it was like a a fighting game where you are ducking uh, like a ninja and avoiding the punches and kicks. But the crazy thing about it when you're in that world is not like you're looking at a TV screen. The depth that you get makes it feel as if you're really there. So when the punch is being thrown, 
it's not just 3D innocence. It feels real. And when you look at and experience that, it's like, wow, this really is magical. And then you start getting excited about what the possibilities are with virtual reality. So now since Oculus Rift has been working not only with, uh, with Facebook, but then also Microsoft, Microsoft has a HoloLens product, which is augmented reality, which I'll talk about that at a later time. But next year is going to be something else when it comes to with, with virtual reality. And I urge everyone to just take the time, do some research about virtual reality. Um, I am going to go and post definitely when uh, Atlanta VR has another event to where everybody can go and try out the, the product. And I urge everyone to be able to do that. Because now it's, that it's absolutely amazing that we are on the cusp of really taking technology. It's not to a different level. It's in an entirely different direction. The way that we're going to interact next year is going to be completely different than how we're interacting right now. So that's the reason why I say get to know the technology that's available right now so that way that you can be already ahead of the curve when all this stuff comes out. Thank you for listening to my show. Have a good weekend.